Hey guys, and welcome to an episode of Giving Hope Podcast. On today's episode, I address a few topics that are near and dear to my heart as I go on a walk through my neighborhood. I hope you enjoy. Hi guys. It is time for Walking with Angela. (laughs) It is... A Friday morning and again since you're gonna be walking with Angela you're gonna hear footsteps you're gonna hear cars dogs barking wind blowing into the mic <laughs> but that's okay and my heavy breathing again that's okay because we're walking yes indeed we're walking all right so this episode, I decided to touch on a Facebook Live video that I did a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. Things are starting to mesh together. Y'all have noticed it. I've noticed it. Um, about bashing the church. Now, I did a little bit of a... Um, into story about it and I've touched it off and on throughout my ministry because here's the thing I've done it many times thinking that I was justified in saying what I was saying because how I was treated now don't get me wrong there are things in the church that need to be talked about there's abuse in the church there is um just a lying spirit jezebel spirits ahab spirits judas spirits this um willingness to have a church face but not face the things that are plaguing the church and i get that and i'm not talking about that i'm talking about this weird new trend that is rising up amongst people who claim to be believers that think it's their call which people have actually told me when I have confronted it they in very angry text voice messages and conversations face to face um, try to make sure I knew that This is something God has called them to do. Call out ministers whom they don't agree with doctrinally and call them false teachers and heretics. This is what rubs me. First of all, I don't know one time where Jesus called us to call out false teachers now Jesus called them out but you know what else Jesus did he did it face to face he did it according to what the Torah tells you to do to go to your brother to go to the elders to go to them face to face so that's one thing that Jesus did that I do not see happening amongst this new rise and so-called false teacher whatever they whatever they're calling themselves I don't even know 
because it's so unbiblical, it's so undoctrinal, it is so, well, it's turned into their own doctrine, but it's not biblical. And you might say, but Angela, <laughs> people need to know that these are false teachers. It's like, they will know. Well, how about you teach them the word of God? If these people are false teachers, which I'm not claiming them to be, I will not say that. Um, unless they are preaching the Kabbalah or they're preaching Hinduism as another way or if they're preaching even traditional Orthodox Judaism as another way because that way does not claim that Jesus is the Messiah then I'm not going to call them out because if they're preaching that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life and is the only way to the Father that he was born of a virgin that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead three days later and he ascended into heaven and he is seated at the right hand of God and he will return when the father tells him to return to come get his bride and to punish the wicked and then we will be seated sit at his feet at the judgment seat of Jesus to be judged unless they teach other than that I'm not going to call them false teachers just because they worship differently than I do or they talk to God differently than I do these are the things I'm telling you right now that has been used to call them false teachers or they experience the Holy Spirit different than I do or whatever <laughs> that's not false teaching that is experiencing God in a different way and to say that God is a cookie cutter God is to not read your Bible because every single person that he came to had almost a completely different experience than the next. Because God knows you and what you need to get through this world for such a time as this. And for me to tell somebody that that's not how it's done, it's to deny who God is. God is eternal. God is not a man. He does not do things the way we do things. His ways are higher than our ways. And to reduce him down to a way that can be explained is to deny the power and the awe of God the sun can't be explained. Wind can't be explained. Gravity can't be explained. The way the mind works cannot be explained. But we have these preachers and teachers that are trying to explain away the powers of God according to their own personal testimony and belief. Now, I'm not going to bash these men and, men and women, but I'm going to give you an instance. Okay, there's this one man. I'm not going to name his name because, again, I have not gone to him. I would love to be able to sit in front of him. And you know what? I might ask to sit in front of him and ask him some questions and actually interview him or go to him face to face because I want to hear from his own face and tell him, let him tell me that I, what I experienced through God isn't real. So there's this man and he's, he's a cripple. He has a disability and he teaches against healing that the healing isn't of today and miraculous healing doesn't happen well the reason why i believe he teaches that is because it hasn't happened to him and because it hasn't happened to him because he's begged god probably because that's what a lot of people do they beg god they plead or they think their head knowledge and their bible knowledge is enough to deliver them and he hasn't been healed and because he hasn't been healed he thinks healing is not for today See, I'm going with this. Beth Moore has been bashed because she talks to God. 
and she says that God says Bethy or sister or honey that's how God talks to her and because she says that's how God talks to her she has been deemed a false teacher because she personalizes her conversations with God it's ridiculous not that she the fact that people are bashing this woman because of her personal relationship with God when Jesus himself called the father Abba which is like daddy it is a personal way and saying oh but that was Jesus it's like yeah but Jesus himself in John 17 verse 20 says that he prays that the followers that are going to come through the ministry of his disciples will have the same relationship that he and the father have that we will be as one as he is the father are one look it up that's from Jesus's mouth so unless you're denying that prayer for the Gentiles and the people who are going to come after the disciples then I don't know what to do with you but again most people rebuke these things because they haven't experienced it themselves and because they haven't experienced it themselves honestly because truth truthfully you don't experience things of God because certain things of God most of the time because you aren't you don't have faith how many times did Jesus say your faith has made you whole your faith your faith your faith has made you whole it's their faith it's because of their faith in who Jesus is that they were healed so if this man doesn't have healing is because he has a true lack of faith and it is evident that he has a lack of faith by him teaching against healing the proof is in the pudding talking about judging by someone's fruit there you go but I personally have been healed I've been healed when I was born they said because I was so sick and the damage had been done so great that I would have learning disabilities that I would have um, probably physical limitations my sight vision my sight my words all that would be impaired because of how sick I was desperately sick I was but both of my parents being very new Christians in the faith believed that they served a God who healed they had faith in God and the blood of Jesus and they prayed over me even though people around them who are like this man say that God doesn't do that today well if it's his will of course it's, it's his will why do you think he sent his son to be purged the way he did he took sickness a cause of sin on his back so that we may be healed so they believed that they believed that and they received it and I obviously when I was in the seventh grade an aerosol can because we were living in country and we burned our trash just like most country folks who didn't have trash services we burned our trash in an aerosol can y'all remember those aerosol deodorant cans we had you know sure we had sure s-u-r-e sure cans well, it was like secret but sure sure secret anyways it was inside the trash lit the trash you know we light it from the bottom there's holes venting holes at the bottom of the thing you light it from the bottom and I hear this high-pitched sound boom exploded in my face my skin is falling off into my hands my face and my arms falling off into my hands my eye was burned my eyelashes my eyebrows were gone my hairline was moved back two inches and my lips and everything everything was just burned melted 
first, second, and third degree in some spots of my body. Arms, because I crisscrossed my arms in front of my face to shield from the fire, but I didn't do it fast enough. Within a week, because of the prayerful parents, and even me knowing the Word of God, because I've been taught the Word of God, I agreed with my parents because my faith was there, even as a seventh grader. Someone who was 12 years old, because I hadn't turned 13 yet. It happened the week before my dad's birthday in March. 1991. Within a week, I was completely healed. I have a couple of scars here and there, but they just look like sunspots. That's it. Junior year in high school, I snapped my leg my ankle completely just snap it I was in the dance team you know those jump splits like the Rockets do we were on the football field and there were divots in the field because we had real grass not astroturf and my foot caught a divot and snapped it just snapped it oh man let's talk about pain when you have you know a hundred and some odd pounds landing on an ankle and it turns sideways it's gonna break they said I was going to need surgery. I didn't. Because you know why? When we got that report, my mom got in the truck and she said, Okay, sister. Okay, Angel Okay, Listen. You know what the Word of God says. You know what Jesus has done for you. You've been taught all your life. You've watched Him do for you over and over again. What do you want? I was like, well, I want... I want to dance because they told me that I would never dance again. And, uh, and I had big dreams for that. And I was like, well, I want to dance. And she was like, okay, well, if you believe, if you ask and you believe according to what you're asking and you have faith, geez, God will perform it. God will do it. He'll be faithful. So we sat there in the car and mom said, I will agree with you as a sister in Christ. But you need to pray for this for yourself. And I did. And I praised him. And I thanked him for his healing power and his healing touch. And within a week, again, within a week, I went back and had to have my um, checkup to determine whether or not I was going to have surgery. And they were like, it's not there. That break looked like someone jabbed a pencil down into my ankle towards my foot. It healed within a week. Dr. Fain, Dr. Kenneth Fain, he looked at that. He was like, this? It's, I can picture it just because he was a handsome doctor. And uh, which is funny, his wife was named Barbara. So we were always like, they're like Ken and Barbie because his name is Kenneth. And uh, Kenneth and Barbara <laughs> Fain, we used to call him Dr. Fine. Anyways, but I just thought you as a teenage girl, you remember what happens when a handsome doctor tells you he was like the mixed, dreamy, steamy, all rolled into one as a kid. Anyways, so he puts up my x-ray of the broken ankle. He goes, okay, this, and he slaps that x-ray up on that board, is your ankle from last week. This is your ankle today. What happened? <laughs> and mom and I sat there in his room and just started laughing and crying. 
And she knew Dr. Dr. Fane because she worked as a phlebotomist in the hospital. And she was like, the power of God is what happened. And he was like, I know how I, I know what I'm seeing. I just don't understand what I'm seeing. And we gave all the praise and glory to God. So I say all this, and this is not the first time. God has healed me so many times. And the reason why he has is to point the glory to God. So when it doesn't happen to people because their faith isn't there, they, instead of bringing glory to God, they start tearing down the people who are bringing glory to God. Because honestly, it's almost like a child not getting their way. They throw a fit because they can't have that toy or they can't have what they want bad enough. But it's not about them wanting it. It's about their obedience to his word. God does not perform miracles for the disobedient. There's obedience. The reason why the sea split is because Moses walked up. He was obedient. The children weren't being obedient. The one who was leading them was being obedient. If you want to be a leader in the church today, you need to be obedient to his whole word, not the word that satisfies you because it's hard to explain the other things because you're thinking through the God, God's word through your head and not through faith. So you worship him in spirit and in truth, not in mind and intellect. Because we can't and we will never be able to wrap our minds around the power of God and the ways and moves of the spirit of God. We can't because we're just people. We're just people. We haven't been fully restored yet. And even then, we will never be gods. God, we are children of him. We are products of his will. But we have to submit to the unseen, the power that created this earth. If you want to see the manifestation of that power. And now a word from our sponsors. Now let's get back to our program. God's power, no other power, because all authority has been given unto Jesus. And I love what Bill Johnson says, the pastor at Bethel. I know some of you are like, oh God, Bethel. See, there's where the problem is. You will never receive and understand the manifestation if you're still bashing the church, even when it comes to mentioning one pastor in a, in a sermon. You understand me? But he said, Jesus was been giving all authority. That means there's somebody walking around here with no authority. And that is Satan. Satan has no authority. Authority manifests through us because we are ambassadors of heaven. To set up seats of authority throughout this earth so that we can bring glory to the Father. So we can, full, we can operate in that authority because we're representations, we're representatives of heaven. But the only authority that Satan has is what we give him when we let him reside in our part of the kingdom. Don't let him do that when it comes to your faith, when it comes to healing, when it comes to receiving the word of God. So 
no matter what part of the denomination you come from, your denomination and what has been preached from the pulpit does not trump what God does through people. Just because you can't explain it doesn't mean you should talk it away. Because what you're doing is you're limiting God by your own understanding and not through the odd, obvious and the beautiful testimony and declaration of his people. The whole earth is filled with his glory. What do you think that means? When you see a tree, when you see a breeze, you hear this wind blowing. I always say, thank you, Father, for this breeze. Because this is Texas. Even though it says 75, it feels like 85. Thank you, Father, for that breeze. Without fail, he always sends another one. And I love it. I love that he is faithful because the earth is filled with his glory, not mine, not yours, not your doctrine, not your um, denomination. It's filled with his glory. His glory. See? See how that breeze coming again? beautiful Lord thank you father you're faithful every time you are so faithful you know why because I have my faith in him the one who created my heart Lee from filling in ministries she says the, I love it she says the one who owns my breath he owns my breath I don't understand how lungs work and as much as scientists and doctors want to say they don't understand how lungs fully work either why it does what it does they can give a, a human understanding but then somebody's lungs do something else different and then you have a bunch of doctors panicking because they didn't understand they thought they understood the lungs but no wait <laughs> it's like an infomercial but wait there's more because we saw serve more god okay going back to the bashing of the church so i see y'all posting stuff against joyce meyer Oh, because, you know, Joyce Meyer says that we can declare, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because the Bible says that we can. Oh, Joseph Prince, you know, he talks too much about grace. Did you wake up this morning? There's grace right there. Even though you were a heifer yesterday, grace is there for you today, isn't it? Because you woke up. So, yes, he's going to talk about grace because you know what? When you live around communistic society... When there seems like there's another principality and a ruler that rules over your life, life and there's no hope. So you think you can do whatever you want to do? Grace needs to be taught. See, look. <laughs> and I didn't pick up pace or anything. That's just God being faithful. That wind. You okay? I was like, Joel Osteen. People, oh, he's just too happy. And I've heard him say this, this, and this. Well, it's a good thing that no one judges you according to things that you've said every once in a while. Oh, but I don't have a platform. It only takes one person listening to ignorance. It only takes one. Like your children. But that hasn't stopped y'all from saying stupid stuff and doing stupid stuff in front of your own kids. So until you take that plank, that cedar of Lebanon out of your own eye, stop messing around with Joel Osteen. So how many people have you led to Jesus? Well, I heard him say, no, ma'am. He's just, he, he waters down the gospel. Have you been to Lakewood? How many prostitutes are coming into y'all's church? He has them by the droves coming in. You know why? Because honey 
draws people in. And as soon as they come in, they get planted into one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And you have former pimps bringing in the women that they have oppressed so that they can be set free. And now they're serving in that church. So don't you dare bash this minister just because there's a couple of things that you have heard from media that have twisted this man's word. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Because you know what? My sister attended. You might hear stuff on media, but I have a family member who attended and was an usher for Joel Osteen. And she was always depressed and down. But whenever she went there, she found her purpose. And she found love and she found acceptance and she got her voice back. So don't you dare preach to me and say that you disagree with Joel Osteen because of something you heard off of CNN the Devil's Network, or even Fox News, just because they're jealous that a man of God is blessed and they aren't. Because all they worry about is money. Don't you do it. Because what you're being is a Pharisee. See, the Pharisees were upset because people were leaving the temple and following Jesus. Because that means the money was leaving. Don't be a Pharisee. Woe to you. Read some James, teachers of the gospel woe to you you better do it right you're like well that's what i'm saying about them and that's not your job that's the holy spirit's job the holy spirit will convict them and yes if people come into their church and they're teaching that there's more than one way to the father or that even the father doesn't exist then hell will swallow them up and god will rain his wrath down on them but it hasn't happened so shut your mouth. Don't add fuel to the fire because people are getting set free and delivered and healed through these ministries. And who are you to tell them that it's not real? There's a minister actually going out there saying that those, <laughs> that those salvations don't even count because they happen through those ministries. Who are you to say? I guess you're God now. You know the hearts of men. Who are you to say that? That's bull. That's satanic. That spirit is antichrist. When you rather share the opinions of people whom you don't even know are real Christians, you don't know them, but you're sharing their stuff because it agrees with the hate that's in your heart that you need to repent of. The piousness, the pride, the religious spirit that's in your heart Thank you, Father. That's one thing I learned a long time ago. I left a church, a local church, and we handled it privately. I will never mention that pastor's name because we said what we said face to face. We said what we had to say, and we leave the rest up to God. And that goes back to what I said at the beginning. If you can't go to these men and women face to face, you're in the wrong for spreading anything contrary to what you haven't experienced yourself firsthand. You're a sinner and you need to repent. Lord have mercy, have mercy on us. We defend heathen police officers faster than we do 
pastures. Ridiculous. We defend celebrities who play pornographic characters faster than we <laughs> have y'all going and watching, still watching Disney, knowing good and well. They promote magic, witchcraft, and underage relationships outside of marriage. But you'll bash Joel Osteen. Father. We have this all mixed up. And we can cry out for revival all day long. But until we revive our sight and start seeing things and people through the eyes of Jesus instead of our doctrine or our pride or our denomination, we're never going to see revival fall. It'll be conjured revival conjured like the priest tried to show off in front of Moses. Moses laid the staff down, or they laid the staff down, Moses laid the staff down. It looked like the same thing, but it wasn't. It was just something conjured up by demons and men. And I know some of y'all are like, well, that's what's happening here. You weren't there. But I see the fruit of your heart so stop. Because here's the thing, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it on here. You bashing Beth Moore, Joyce Myers, Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes, I can name them all. I don't know how many pastors I've seen get bashed just because of one interview that CNN spun and turned into a, a demonic feeding frenzy like chum in the water. Whenever you bash those men and women, who profess to be Christians. So let's just leave it at that. When you bash them publicly on social media, those friends of yours that you have that are struggling with addiction, pornography, abuse, self-worth, if you think, if you label them as non-believers and they look, Beth Moore is preaching the word of God with her heart just ripped out on stage, calling people to the love of Jesus, not to the love of Kabbalah, not to the love of M Muslim beliefs or M Muhammad, and no, to the love of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Whenever they see you bashing them, the first thing that comes through their mind is, if they aren't worthy, I'll never be worthy. So before you sit there and share your quote-unquote opinion, <laughs> there's a little squirrel standing up straight in front of me. Before you quote your quote-unquote opinion on the evil, I'm just going to call it like it is, I'm not going to call it anything else, the evil stance of calling out false teachers and heretics, think about the men and women, everyday Joes who haven't even come to church yet, who are listening to you and how it's going to make them feel about their worth. And then you think about what Jesus is going to say. Is he going to care more about 
you calling out Beth Moore? Or you, is he going to care more about the men and women that have turned away from him because you called out Beth Moore? Lord, help us get our priorities right. Because Beth Moore is going to have to answer to Beth Moore. Whatever she says in private and in secret, just like I am. I'm more concerned about what I do. And you're like, well, then why are you telling people, other people what to do? Because I'm seeing the result. I'm hearing unbelievers bash brothers and sisters in Christ. And I promise you, they're not going to listen to you when you talk about Jesus. They're not going to listen to me when I talk about Jesus until we stop bashing each other. They're not. They're just not. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. Forgive us, Lord, for we know not what we do. Help us to have a heart like yours, Lord. Help us to see your people through your eyes. Help us to be one like you and the Father are one. Help us to go to the Samaritan woman, despite of what she, who she is and what she believes, and love her anyways. Help us call out the tax collector to be our friend. Help us to call the prostitute worthy. Help us, Lord, break our hearts for your nation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for me. You see these unclean lips and these unclean hands is worthy. No matter what people have said about me. Thank you for reminding me what you've said about me. You've called me loved. You've called me worthy. You've called me yours. No matter what people have said. Your word is true. And that's all I live by. Lord, I lift up Beth Moore and Joyce Meyer and Joseph Prince and Joel Osteen and all the other ministers out there who are not perfect because they are not you. And I lift them up and I pray a hedge of protection around them. And I pray that today that someone speaks into their life love and mercy and grace. Help them see themselves the way you see them worth dying for. So Lord, I sacrifice my opinion, my doctrine, my denomination, my nationality and my race at the feet of Jesus and I put on the armor of God so that wherever I go your peace follows me and thank you Father for your goodness and mercy that follows me all the days of my life and you do not take back your gifts without repentance thank you Father for your goodness praise you Lord Jesus I cannot wait to see you face to face. I cannot wait to see you, Father. When you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, 
pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to Giving Hope. Please be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see y'all next week.